0: To a creative affair, a collection of conversations, exploring creativity through the art of photography and other creative passions. I'm Brie. I'm a life coach for creatives. I love the process of figuring things out and the whole thing is such an incredible experience for me. Um, I won't say that it's always easy, but I always believe it's worthwhile. Like I can think of so many things that I've had to try and just work through and figure out. And also I wanted to mention, um, that my life has been shaped by all of the places that I've lived, including growing up in California, uh, a little, while, uh, two years in Malaysia, Utah. Virginia, and now Texas. So I lived in Malaysia for, uh, with my family when I was really young for about two years. And I think that sparked my love for Asian food. I love, um, I love spicy noodles and (laughs) all kinds of really, sometimes my friends think I like the strangest food. Um, but it's, it's always different. And I love, love, love it. It's just I really, um, I really enjoy the experience of, uh, of all kinds of ethnic food. So, yum. Mm. I'm hungry for dinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yum, yes. You're making me very, very hungry. It's, it's <laughs> breakfast time here where I'm recording. Uh, I'm Len, uh, a photographic artist with a, a lifelong passion for learning. I'm totally immersed in art and photography. It's my whole life. I I read and I study all the time. I'm always trying to improve my photography skills and an understanding of the of the visual medium of, of how two-dimensional art works. Uh, I seem to be buying lots of photographic books at the moment. Years ago these were my my book collection was more technique based, but now I seem to have moved on to this visual um, collection of collecting other people's works. Uh, by immersing myself in someone else's work, I find that I, it feeds my passion to produce more art and I become more visually literate in the process. And uh, I've always wanted to publish my own art in books. This has been a, a lifelong dream to be published in a book. And it's something that I have honestly struggled to do by myself. So do you know, Brie, I've actually turned to other people to collaborate with. And uh, by doing that, suddenly I've been able to make it happen and uh, start publishing my work. So today we're going to talk about collaboration. How fantastic is that collaboration?
0: <laughs> yes, we are.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I, Sometimes we like interrupt each other. Let's start, let's just start by talking about our collaboration and we'll give some examples and then we'll get into all of some of the nitty gritties of doing them. Fantastic,
1: isn't it? I can't wait. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So in our very first episode, we don't call them like one or two. Well, sometimes we do on our notes, but, um, in the, in the first one, we talk about like our, in our introduction. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go back to the very first one, um, and, and listen to that. we talk about how this podcast came to be and, um, and how, how the collaboration began because this podcast is a collaboration, um, between us and kind of the melding of our minds and all of our ideas. So, um, so yeah, you want to talk about that Len?
1: I think uh, it's a beautiful example of collaboration because, uh, uh, one, it's working. Uh, two, we're finding it incredibly motivating, and uh, uh, we both uh, get really excited about recording the next episode. And then, uh, as soon as we switch on the phone, we're we're both nattering away and flirting with each other and having a, a most <laughs> wonderful time uh, creating something and. Uh, uh, it has all the beautiful hallmarks of a gorgeous collaboration because uh, uh, it's out of um, control of either of us and uh, uh, we're making something unique that we both have uh, our heart uh, involved in and uh, are both unable to control it to the point that we make something together that is incredibly beautiful and uh, uh, I, I think it it's a, a beautiful example of a collaboration that uh, probably either of us would think creating a podcast is uh, too hard. And uh, I'm not going to go <laughs> I there. I think so.
0: <laughs> but, but. I so I would have never done one I, on my own. Never, ever, ever ever. So, um, <laughs> but I find because I'm I, partly because I'm social, right? And and my I get I I kind of um uh get my energy from talking with other people and talking, especially talking about the things that I'm personally really passionate about. Right. And that really gives me energy. And so it has, you're right. It does have all the hallmarks of a good collaboration because I'm having fun right? Like, yes, having fun, that's (laughs) got to be
1: top of the list. Otherwise, why do it?
0: Right, exactly. And, and, um, and I think our, our personal motivations for doing it are, um, are in sync with each other. I I think, uh, you know, we both, we both like to educate. And so we hope for you as a listener that this is educational. Um, You know, our priorities, we've, we've created the podcast in a way that um, fits with our lives. You know, instead of putting one out every single week, um, we're doing it every two weeks, we're doing it in a season. And so we can take some time off and do our own, um, you know, do our own other work and, and just have some time to not even decompress, but like have new ideas. Right. And I find, um, personally for me that I put in my, like I put in my own ideas and then you give ideas back. And I'm like, I'm so, uh, I, I, I find that it's so creatively energizing Because there are things that I wouldn't have, you know, that I'm not experiencing, that I would have never thought of before, and I think that really works in a in in a
1: collaboration. So, and there's a magic in that um, part where we don't know what we're going to say, and uh, we don't have a a script. We bouncing ideas off each other and having a, a live conversation. And uh, that's what I was saying earlier about it. that part is out of our control. And that's an incredibly beautiful part because it, it keeps us on our toes. It keeps it interesting and exciting. And uh, we're not just reading a script about how to collaborate. We're, we're talking about it live. Um, and uh, as a creative act, uh, it's teaching us where to go in the process of making it. And, and I absolutely love that. And uh, uh, I think it's a, a beautiful example of a collaboration that um, for us is incredibly successful. Um, uh, it's successful because we want to keep doing it and uh, uh, hearing from people uh, listening to it uh, is really, really exciting and has been motivating us to do more. And uh, we also don't know where it's going, and I find that incredibly <laughs> exciting uh, as well. Uh uh, we haven't even decided what we're recording uh, for the next episode yet. And and that's really exciting because we can have that conversation. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Uh, but also, also, I do want to say that's how we've set it up. Like, that's how we set up our <laughs> expectations for like, like, because, because this, the way this works for us doesn't necessarily work for other people. Um, but so we decided together, and that's the collaboration part, how it was going to work and, um, and that we both agreed to it. Right. So in the, in the setting up process, and we'll talk about in in a little bit, like, you know, how do we do that? What are some ideas for how you can do it? And, um, but the, the bottom line for me is that, um, you and I have agreed on how this is going to work. Like, it's just, we have notes, but it's going to be free form. Right. And so, that, and, and we don't have any expectations that someone is going to be like, you know, and we, we don't get frustrated either because we know exactly how it's going to go because we've communicated that. Right. So, mm-hmm. so what other, what other collaborations besides this really amazing affair have you done, Lynn?
1: <laughs> I, I've actually um, done lots over my life and uh, simple ones like a business partnership where I um, ran a business with someone else for a number of years. Uh, uh, obviously, there's life partners and, and those sort of ones. But uh, one in to do with art, which was really exciting for me, was with another artist. And it was we called ourselves Christine and Len. And we. Uh, uh, we joined forces for a number of years and uh, we would dream up photographic shoots together, uh, go out and do them um, with people. This was very humanist, what we were doing with um, uh, models and people getting dressed up and nudes and a whole lot of um, uh, really gorgeous work. And we would pull our work together together, And then one of us, and we'd take turns of this, would actually go through the pool and pull out work and then process it, and we would exhibit it without actually having one person's name on it. We would always exhibit it as um, both of our work together as Christine and Len and we amassed a, a quite a huge body of work and uh, we had multiple exhibitions uh, together, uh, much in the same way that, uh, not that uh, I want to equate our art in, in any way as, as highly as some of these other people that I'm going to mention, but um, Gilbert and George is a, a, a creative collaboration that works that way. Actually, photographers who met at art school, um, both um, into performance art and uh, photography became one of the ways of documenting their art. And uh, they're uh, a gorgeous old couple still living together, uh, still producing art uh, over their whole lifetime. And uh, you don't know which one, who pressed the shutter, whether it's Gilbert and George. They were always doing it together. Um, Hilla and um, Bernard... um, brecher are uh, another creative couple that actually produce work uh, together and exhibit it as one person. So uh, George and um, Gilbert and George is where I got the idea from. And uh, it was a huge, huge leap of faith to dive into something that lasted for a couple of years. And, uh, uh, It was absolutely fabulous, and uh, unfortunately, at the end, it ended in tears. And uh, it's one of those things that I have to um, put behind me, and uh, I remember the really good times about it. It was absolutely a, a beautiful thing to do.
0: Yeah, and the interesting part about a collaboration is you don't really know... Um, when you start it, how it's going to turn out, and so I'm um, like, you always hope. I think there's that beginning part where you hope that it's going to be really amazing. Um, but like you and I have talked about, like you know, because of this experience, like how does it end? So a little bit later, we're going to talk about like what happens when the collaboration ends. <laughs> so because because that's an interesting thing, because most of these can't go on forever, you know. um, I mean, maybe, but I think most of them don't. I think there's an end point at some point.
1: So you and me having that conversation about what's it going to be like when we decide that it ends uh, was born through the that experience of a prior collaboration that ended in a sour note uh, and actually not having an agreement about uh, and uh, discussing like, well, what happens if we um, want to do something else and it is time for it to end. And uh, talking about it up front um, makes it really, really clear and easy because, uh, you know, we can evoke that whenever we feel like it's time and it only takes one of us to say, well, I've had enough. And uh, we, we don't, we don't, we're not stopped by that fear about having that conversation because we've already had it and we've actually already outlined up front what we would like to happen with the work that we've created together and uh, where we would like to see that happen into the future and, uh, you know, what happens to the name that we've used and all those little things are already discussed and and are documented. So uh, it makes it very easy to terminate the agreement or... Um, even just to have a rest. And uh, I think yeah. part of what I've learnt from in the past is uh, the value of going away and doing other things and not letting one thing consume your life, that um, it's great to have multiple collaborations with other people and to have all these things that we're doing. And we just, um, Bree and I come into the collaboration and we work for a period of time together Uh, Recording our episodes, and then we go off and have um, the rest of our lives, (laughs) and then we we come back and and enjoy another (laughs) one because we and during that other rest of our life we can uh, ruminate and think about those things and and plan and uh, have ideas, and then when we come back and do it again, that's really fresh and exciting because uh, we've grown in that time uh, apart.
0: And there's uh, this you know, based on what we've talked about, right. Um, you know, all the things that we've agreed on ahead of time and planned, then we have this trust. Um, and I guess we're, we're weaving in some of the hows, you know, into, into this conversation, (laughs) but right. But, but there is this trust that you really need to have when you do a, a collaboration, like, um, because, You don't know how it's going to end. You don't totally know the other person. I mean, you and I, we've never met in person. We've had, we had some conversations, right? And, and I think, uh, I think it's really healthy to say, yeah, I'm putting myself out there. I'm having this trust. I'm weighing, um, you know, one of the hows I wrote down was weighing the risk to benefit. It's that like, you know, risk to benefit ratio. you know for me it's low risk it's just it's mm-hmm. some time and you know there's you know there's there's some you know details and uh you know o- online posting and you know all kinds of little things like that um but the benefits for me personally are huge and i and i think we both together len i can i think i can speak for both of us saying i hope the benefits for you as a listener are also huge right that that this collaboration um that you are getting something out of this collaboration and i think that's what i think that's what happens in in life is when it's not just like the one person, it's when you have two or more people doing a collaboration, the creativity can go almost off the charts because you have so many different, um, viewpoints and, uh, and, and, um, like, you know, in, in my little intro bio, I talked about the different places I've lived that, that have influenced me and, you know, your experiences, Len, have influenced you. And then when you come to a Together in a collaboration, you can kind of combine all of those different um, experiences, thing, your knowledge, and uh, and and the different ways you create to make something that's that could be even more beautiful than you could create by yourself. And that is what reason why you would want to do a collaboration, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really important thing is that there is so many reasons why we would like to do it is um, uh, it holds us accountable to each other. Um, uh, of course, it's really, really inspiring. Um, uh, the accountability really works is that we make an appointment and we both show up. And uh, Yeah. Uh, how hard is it to make an appointment with ourself? to show up and do creative work. And uh, I know I find uh, I struggle with some of those things and I have to use deadlines to write an article or I'll use a trip away to provide the the space in my life to create more photographs. Um, But uh, on those days when I'm at home wondering what I'm going to do, I struggle and I found that collaborations actually are incredibly motivating and uh, are very, very productive for me. So not only is it um, uh, uh, inspiring, but I find that uh, that accountability forces me to do work each day towards it or uh, in bursts or whenever it is that we need to to work on those sort of things. It's incredibly motivational. Now, uh, one of the other collaborations I've done uh, is on books. And uh, uh one that uh, uh, we're just uh, finishing off uh, at the moment, and maybe by the time you hear this, um, maybe it's getting close to being published uh, is a book that I've done with a a beautiful lady called Jody Rose and uh, Jody uh, was actually a, a, a a ballet dancer in New York um, in her younger years. And uh, uh, she married Murray um, Rose, uh, uh, and a famous Australian Olympic swimmer. And uh, we met when uh, she asked where I was actually referred to take a portrait of her for one of the books that she was doing. And we became really good friends. And, and over time we actually um, – uh, I mentioned to her that I'd like to do something with her. And uh, one day she actually approached me and uh, uh, it's usually me doing the approaching. I must uh, I must admit me reaching out because I know how beautiful a collaboration is. But Jodie reached out and said, I, uh, I'd, I'd really love to do some art and, and some, uh, and uh, uh, with dances and trees. And she knew um uh, the passion for my love for photographing trees. In fact, uh, uh, she used my tree photographs in a book that she um, put together about caring for a loved one who who's, um, has a terminal illness and uh, uh, that process of caring, knowing that they're passing away and that you're looking after them. And she went through that um, with her husband. And uh, as part of her grieving process, I'm sure she actually wrote a book about it and uh, interviewed lots of people about it. So she used my tree photos, and uh, that was our first little collaboration together. And then she said, well, what about we do something with dances and trees? And uh, we started photographing. She runs a ballet school here in Sydney, and uh, we actually, she turned up with ballet dancers, and we would go down to the forest and to the parks, and we would photograph them together creating the photographs together and i knew how to photograph trees and people and she knew how to pose and and to to get a dancer to express their emotions and and we talked just like you and i had talked um brie about what our values were and we set out what our what we were trying to achieve we we were interested in the relationship of humanity with our with the trees and uh uh, slowly uh, it evolved that we're doing a book this isn't something small it's an exhibition it's going to be a book and uh, uh, Jody went away and actually interviewed lots of people and came back with the words for this book and uh, uh, this collaboration has, has, has been in the works for three years now and it's only just getting to the point of publishing it and um, we've been trying to find a publisher and so we, we eventually now have to go down the route of self-publishing so uh, that's been an incredibly valuable collaboration and uh, has meant actually achieving that dream that I had I mentioned in the introduction of publishing a book and we'll get there um, shortly with it and uh, it has taught me so much about who I am and uh, being able to make an artwork together. And, and I think that uh, it's such a valuable thing to talk about the, the lessons that can be learnt from that. And uh, if you are thinking about um, diving into a collaboration, uh, what are some of the pitfalls? So, uh, thinking about, well, what are the benefits? And uh, uh, what are some of the um, downfalls and, and the side effects of there? Have you. Uh, before we dive into them, uh, Brie, have you had any collaborations? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I have not had as many as you have. And by the way, I just want to say you mentioned um, you mentioned that uh, you just asked. And this is what this is what Len does. He just reaches out and he says, "Hey, how about this, right?" And so, I don't think it even needs to be, um, you know, proposing a collaboration doesn't need to be some sort of big to do. It could just be as easy as like, "Hey, just had this idea come to me. What do you think?" Maybe, and that's kind of, that's what you did with me. I wonder if there's a space for a collaboration here and then figuring out how to make that work. And um, I think I'm really excited to see this book, Lynn. I'm really excited. And I (laughs) I
1: am too.
0: Right. Because <laughs> you would have never have known how to, you know, pose dancers and maybe this, I mean, sometimes the whole idea doesn't even come about until you actually like put your heads together and start, you know, chewing on ideas. So, um, one thing I do want to mention before we talk about some of the benefits and some of the downsides, cause there can be, um, is starting with a really, a well-defined, Purpose, right? What are you trying to achieve? right and having some priorities like len and i talked about how you know like our priorities like we we love doing this podcast right um but also our priorities are to live the lives that we want to and so how does that fit in right and and we have a specific you know defined purpose for us so um so that's that is uh, one of our advice one of you know our advice to you as you are um, preparing to do a collaboration is define that for yourselves get with the person or people that you're going to collaborate with and really think about it, and 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 um and work that out. Like, what are you trying to achieve? Because that goal that that will keep you focused for the whole time during your collaboration, so that everyone's clear on what you're trying to do, right? So, um, and by the way, a collaboration can be. You know, we talk a lot about photography here because that's what we are. But I'm also a musician, and so I've done. Um, so you asked me, Lynn, what kind of collaborations I've done, um, I haven't done a ton, but uh, I love doing one-on-one collaborations and I call them collaborations, but uh, I, I think anytime I perform with another musician, that's a collaboration. I love the actual process of making music together and um, figuring out, um, uh, taking. I, I don't write music, um, but uh, figuring out phrasing and, um, and how that's all going to sound. Now, I will say... I remember when, because I studied music, uh, when I went to college in California and a friend of mine was doing, um he was doing a composition and he composed a piece for myself and another violinist. And, um, he was having me do some weird things I had never done before, but I, I was like, sure. <laughs> and so he got with myself at the other violinist. And as he was figuring out, he had some of the basics and as he was figuring it out, you know, we could give our input about what was possible and, you know, each of us and, um, kind of figure out. So it wasn't necessarily like an equal collaboration, but we we were helping him. We were collaborating with him on his work to help him to help him achieve his goal of writing his piece of music. And it was so fun to perform this piece um, for his juries because that's what you have at the end of the semester of a jury. Um, and that was really, really. I remember that being really just a fun experience to perform <laughs> this uh, really unique piece that um, that uh, no one else is going to do. So, um, uh,
1: I really loved in there that you, you mentioned that, um, the collaboration wasn't, um, necessarily equal. And I think, uh, um, in an ideal, uh, a world and a, a really interesting, uh, creative, uh, space that collaborations, uh, our goal might be to make something that is equal and, uh, uh we share it uh, wholly, but, there's also space for unequal collaborations and ones that, um, where one person may have a, an incredibly clear goal and then bring in someone else's support to make that work. And uh, uh, I have one that's incredibly obvious um, when I think about it now. Uh, I have an assistant who works for me, and uh, it's an, a paid relationship. So I actually employ them as my assistant, and uh, they work as a designer and uh, so many of the be- um, benefits of collaboration are still in that formal relationship, uh, even though it's unequal because uh, I'm driving what the person is doing for me. And, uh, but I'm using that as a way to get some of the benefits of collaboration as well. So uh, not all of them need to be perfectly equal. It's a matter of um, uh, this beautiful dance to to figure out the balance of where things are. Um, Brie and I, we like to do ours uh, equally and to do collaborative decision-making and uh, do things by consensus. And uh, uh, in the show notes I I wrote in there this huge word acceptance, uh, uh, letting (laughs) go and um, about what it's going to look like is it has been a huge lesson for me in this process Um, because when two of us make something together, we make something bigger than either of us. And it's that beautiful saying, you know, um, one plus one doesn't equal two anymore. It equals three or five or something bigger than the sum of the parts. And I uh, uh, if I hang on to things really, really tightly and uh, try to force them down a particular path, as this is what it's going to look like and this is what it's going to be, um, uh, I lose out on so much of the, the beautiful benefits of collaboration and, and what things can be. And so I bring that into my collaboration with, with Claire, who works for me. What do you think it should look like? And actually try – to have uh, um, uh, an empowering and uh, uh, bringing in their creativity, and not just uh, forcing mine onto other people. So uh, I, I love that idea. And uh, Brie, it's musicians—they uh, work collaboratively, don't they? To to put in a performance, it's a collaborative effort um, when they're in a band or an orchestra or. Uh, the composer and the performers is, or the uh, conductor and the, the team. Uh, it's so, so special. So yes. maybe we should um, uh, uh, talk a bit more about the um, the hows and the cons, do you think, at this point?
0: Yeah, so we have some, well, uh, so some of the benefits, we've talked a lot about the benefits, right? Accountability, um, I think the confidence, right? Creativity, it increases creativity. Um some of the cons? We only have a few. <laughs>
1: oh, well, I think um, uh, collaboration isn't for everyone, is it?
0: Right. And no, don't, sure I don't think don't I'm sure that we so. have
1: all met people yeah. that shouldn't be collaborating <laughs> and particularly not collaborating with me. Now, I want to be upfront and honest here that um, uh, there are people that you meet that you definitely don't want to be collaborating with and there's also people that collaboration isn't for them because they um, maybe they can't let go (laughs) of the goal or how things should look like. Um, So I think as a con, uh, you need to consider if you're thinking about collaborating, is it for you? Um, Is it something that you would like to do? Um, is it something that you would like to try? I, I would encourage you to try it because I think it's a, such a, a beautiful thing to do.
0: Yes, yes I agree. and um, And I did write down some some ideas about some of the mindset you can have during a collaboration and that you want to come into it into a collaboration with that. And I think that will help, uh, be successful. Um, but first let's talk about some of the cons, right? So I actually, uh, post this, I, I, on, on Instagram, I asked people if they had done collaborations for the most part, people were very, um, enthusiastic about collaborations and talked about all of the benefits that we just talked about. But also some of the cons that someone mentioned to me was if you have, um, if there's just two people doing the collaborating, it's easier to come to a consensus. But when you have three three, four, five people more, uh, you know, you, you might want to be careful about how many people you're collaborating with, because it could take you longer to come to a consensus and make decisions about things. Um, and so that, that kind of decision-making, uh, probably could be, um, probably could be a little bit, you know, could be well-defined about how you're going to do that, you know? Um,
1: So what (laughs) you're saying there, Brie, is the bigger the group, the harder it is.
0: Yeah, I think so. Right. I think so. Because the beautiful thing about a collaboration is so many people come in, you're having people come in with ideas and all their, you know, especially us as creatives, like we have, we have these, so, like, I don't know about you, but I like have so many ideas. Oh, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. And you, once you put in more than, you know, uh, a one extra person, it starts really multiplying exponentially all the ideas. And so you, it could be harder to come to a consensus. Now it might be easier if you have the purpose, your purpose, um, sorry, my Siri keeps going off on my computer. I don't know why. Um, if your purpose is better defined, right. And, and then it's easier to come to a consensus because you have that well-defined. So hopefully, maybe, I don't know. Um, so you might want to just be careful how many people you, uh, you collaborate with. Um, and maybe you have an amazing group of really creative people and this project becomes um, like incredible. Like, so, so, so like much more incredible than you could have ever dreamed because you have these extra people. So, th- so there is that part too. So, um, it could also be more complicated with expectations and especially if you're involving money. So, um, you know, I, like, that's why it's really helpful to talk about all those expectations up front. Uh, and, but I think sometimes we have, um, expectations, that maybe we don't say, and I, sometimes that's tricky, right? Because maybe it's hard to think of every single thing. Um, and that's why I think it's really important to communicate during a lot during the process, right? I have a little quote up. I may have mentioned this before uh, uh, um, uh, from one of my favorite people to quote, Brooke Castillo. Uh, she runs the Life Coach School. That's where I'm certified from. But she says, truth makes everything go faster. And so when we do find that we have an expectation, let's just be honest about that and see if that's something that can work and then also be a little bit flexible too.
1: So mm. any other mm.
0: cons you can think of, Lynn?
1: Well, I I keep thinking about when we get to a larger group and uh, I I did a collaborative um, series of exhibitions with uh, uh, two dear friends of mine, both large format photographers and our first show together was called Slow Photography and this was nearly 20 years ago that we exhibited uh, with this idea that our photography is slow and considered and uh, the three of us were landscape photographers at the time and uh, the first exhibition with three was was quite easy to collaborate on. And then I, I loved it so much I was the first to, to jump up and say, let's do this again because of the uh, immense power of uh, group marketing and organising and, organizing and uh, risk-taking was shared amongst all three of us and uh, so were the finances. So that was actually a, um, not so much a con but an absolute benefit to uh, uh, was that risk was actually reduced and uh, over time we had another show and then another show and one of the artists um, their work moved and, and was shifting and was shifting away from landscape and, and into portraiture and uh, uh, into nudes and uh, uh, as the um, uh, the diversity grew, um, pulled us apart. As one grew off in a different direction, uh, we were actually pulled apart. And that, um, uh, I remember how difficult it was uh, the last time we exhibited to really um, come to terms with that, and that um, uh, was was quite difficult. So, as you were talking about this larger group, uh, it was occurring to me that. Uh, leadership and um, was also a very much a part of things and if I'm doing a, a large group collaboration of a, of a photographic show for example where there's a lot of people um, I put my teacher and facilitator hat on instead of just being a, a participant, uh, the larger the group the, the the greater the need for leadership and uh, facilitation and uh, someone becoming the um, you know the traffic warden for conversations and f- keeping people uh, pointing in that direction becomes more and more apparent as the group size grows and grows so uh, I think a, a large group collaboration is a, a magical thing but we also have to be careful of uh, You know, what happens when a committee designs something, sometimes it um, uh, gets way, way, way out of hand to play with.
0: And I find when I'm working with a group, um, because I could – I can – I personally, I can step into that leadership role. Like you were just talking about Len, but knowing when you, when it's like feeling it out and feeling when it's acceptable to do that. Um, and maybe even in your collaboration, you appoint somebody, right? Like, like this, this is the person that's going to like be in charge of knowing what everyone else is doing and, um. Anyway, so, uh, but, but just having that, knowing when to be able to step into it. And then for me also be able to being able to step back and let someone else take that role mm-hmm. is also really important being, being, and so that's the other part of that, that for me of the, how is being flexible or, or during is being flexible to, um, you know, to even in our partnership Len, to be able to say, Hey. Why don't you make the decision? Hey, what do you want to talk about next time? And you know, you pick, right? So, and, and knowing, knowing when we want to let go of control, that sometimes like when we want to have some control and, and managing that back and forth, right?
1: Those are, are a skill set and people, there are people that are very good at it. Often it's not the loudest person that seems to be the natural leader is the best facilitator. It's someone that's actually very good at listening. Often, teachers, uh, uh, coaches, um, people that are, are used to looking after a group have that skill set of uh, listening and and helping people speak up uh, and and communicate. So. Uh, if it is a large group, I, I think spending time and actually choosing the right person to do that um, facilitation role. And it's not a, um, it's different to a leadership role, isn't it? Where leadership provides direction. It's a, a facilitation role um, actually helps the conversation. Um, move around. And as we keep saying, when it, the smaller the co- collaboration, like between two people, the easier it is because, uh, uh, that need drops away so much, doesn't it?
0: Right. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, and one other thing I wanted to mention was like, I, um, I do love doing a project by myself because I have complete control over where it goes, what happens, all of the decisions and all of that. Right. And, but when you have someone else there working with you, you sometimes don't know exactly where it's going to go. I mean, you can talk about your purpose and your priorities, but you don't really know exactly how it's going to get there. (laughs) So being able to like step back and releasing some of that control, not to know, um, can, all, can be really beneficial for the collaboration saying, I, I have an idea of where it might go, but also I'm okay if it goes in a completely other direction. And that's all right with me too. And knowing what kind of personalities you might, what kind of people and personalities you might also want to work with. It doesn't have to be someone who has the same personality as you, right? It can be someone like, you know, I'm more outgoing, but it could also be, I could have worked with someone who's like, you know, really, you know, really, really quiet and subdued. Oh, that's that. me. I'm
1: the shy one. <laughs> sure sure you are everyone out there just listen to len yeah
0: sure you are len sure And knowing, and knowing how to bring out like other people's personalities. Cause see, I've not met Len in person. So I don't actually know that he's shy and introverted (laughs) because he likes to talk when we're doing this. And so you can tell we're always like interrupting and building on each other's, you know, on what each other is saying. And so that part of our personalities works, right? And so having, getting to know the person a little bit and see, and you know, um, kind of seeing how that could go uh, could be also really beneficial before, you know, kind of leaping in. So, mm.
1: that, that great unknown about where it's going is not only a, uh, um, a benefit, it's also a con, isn't it? And some, sometimes that can be incredibly scary not knowing where you're going, not having that, that roadmap for the future as what's going to happen. Uh, and letting that go uh, and uh, allowing it to unform and unfold uh, is also the benefit because that's the exciting thing, isn't it? That you, um, uh, it unfolds to something bigger than we could have imagined by ourselves. And I think that it, that unknown is a, a, it sits on both sides of the fence there. It's, it's a, a part of the fear and it's a con, but it's also one of the huge benefits there of, of working collaboratively together.
0: Right, so if you can figure out how to manage your mind, and this is something that that I do for myself, if you can figure out how to manage that and be okay with um, not knowing, then I think something really beautiful can work because so many things that mm-hmm. we do, we think we have to know. we just don't. like, I'm going to go on a trip tomorrow. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to a photography trip in conditions that I've not ever experienced before. I have some unknowns. And so on my way, I'm going to work through all of those like, um, possible expectations that I might have and just releasing those and, and understanding that, I, that I can not know what I'm, not know where it's going, right? And this can apply to so many things that we don't know, where we're we're like, oh, I don't know where it's going to go. If we can just release that and open ourselves up to something really amazing, that is a really beautiful thing. So we're saying it's a con, but also it could also be a pro. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm addicted to it and I absolutely uh, love it. Isn't it fascinating that so much about what we're talking about is actually understanding uh, the other person, trying to find uh, that, that lovely balance to work with. And uh, really so much of the how comes back to communication, doesn't it? It's uh, um, putting out expectations, uh, uh, writing things down, um, being really, really clear, Uh in the bits that you want to agree to, and then where are the bits that are going to be loose, and, and where does it grow, and uh, how does that fit in? Uh, it's a such a exercise in communication, and I think um, even though I'm introverted, I love working with people and being a professional <laughs> teacher. Uh, you know, I'm a natural counselor, uh, as you are, Brie. Um, you, you know, being a life coach, we love working with people. And I think that um, it shows in our collaboration that we're really interested in each other and we love flirting with each other and uh, um, uh, enjoying that, that, that time together. Um, you mean so this the, affair? The, that this oh our affair well, we're not going to tell yes. anyone about our affair are we I thought we were going to keep that a big secret <laughs> that we're having an affair.
0: <laughs> it's still PG over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also think too. I I also think too. It might be a good idea if you've never done a collaboration before to start kind of small and see where that goes and then maybe build on that right and so
1: oh um, uh, yes
0: right and th- before you before you jump into <laughs> Before you jump into some giant, giant project with someone that you've not done a project with before, right? Maybe start with something small that has low risk. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't risk things, but, uh, you know, just seeing and build that trust while you do a smaller project, you know, the, a smaller collaboration um, might, might be a good idea.
1: A really easy, small collaboration, Bree is saying, um, hey, let's go together to um, this location and spend a week photographing there together. Now, that's a, a really simple, easy collaboration to do, isn't it? And uh, provides a lot of the benefits of collaborations um, and uh, is small and easy. Uh, it doesn't have to be huge, does it?
0: No. And I wonder, um, I'd love to hear from other artists, uh, what kind of collaborations, um, are interesting for you? Like what kind of collaborations you do? Um, because, uh, you know, I know that writers have, um, have done, uh, you know, collaborative books, um, you know, other collaborative pieces, right. Um, and and I know that there's so many ways that that uh, creatives can work together to do the creating, and so, um, right? Oh, <laughs> and yeah. so that's why you date before you <laughs> make long long-term commitments,
1: right? Like oh, that's, like right. that's why you start. You get small. <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or whatever or whatever you're gonna do
1: <laughs> i, I want to tell you about kirsten okay um uh, she, uh, uh, we met on the internet became friends and uh um, i was flirting with her by sending her um, a whole lot of my beautiful flower photographs i, I love photographing flowers Wait, and i, I was thought flirting- i was the
0: only I thought I was the only one.
1: <laughs> no, no, there's many, Bree. I'm sorry to tell you there's <laughs> he many. He sends
0: me trees, just so you guys know. He sends me trees, and he sent me something in color the other day, and I was really thrilled. So
1: <laughs> That's right, and, and uh, Jody got trees, too. Everyone gets different ones, so that's very Let's true. See, there, but, there you go. It's beautiful. So um, just before I met Kirsten, I had a, a, an incredibly vivid dream, and uh, I, I recognized her in the dream. And I had to think about it and unpack it. And anyway, when we we finally meeting for a cup of coffee, uh, I took a deep breath and decided to tell her my dream. And in the dream was a collaboration, and we were about to fly off together overseas to um, uh, present our collaborative work because it was um, uh, people wanted to hear us talk about it. And so I actually started talking about it and uh, asking about what it was. And uh, uh, very, very soon uh, the collaboration unfolded and she started writing poetry for my flower photographs that she'd found them incredibly inspiring and uh, having um, a a specific goal to write around for her became a key to unlocking uh, her creative writing. So that collaboration is now in the process of working on our second book, uh, which is Love Letters to Trees. And uh, she's now writing Love Letters to My Tree Photographs. And our friendship uh, um, grows and deepens in there and is uh, absolutely fantastic. So our collaboration is uh, incredibly specific around um, the publication of books uh, around the production of um, using my photographs as inspiration for words and then pulling them together. And we bring in a third person here. We bring in our, uh, my assistant, Claire, who does the design and actually does the legwork of actually putting the book together and um, turning it into a publication.
0: That's really beautiful. And that really shows how um, two people that do two totally different uh, art kinds of art can collaborate together. Right. And uh, like, and also with your book, um, uh, with the dancers, with the trees, you have dancers, right. Who were the, who were artists with their bodies. Right. And then, right. And, and then figuring out how to make all of that work and then words with it. It, it really is like, I think that's a really beautiful, um, that that's really beautiful collaboration. I really can't wait to see all of these. (laughs)
1: Well, one of the exciting things is that underlying there's uh, some very core values about what we're trying to do. And uh, um, in all of those examples there, there's a a core value about Mother Nature that we actually share. And there's a desire to make something and uh, work on something together and also to let go of the final product uh, and uh, trust that process uh, so that... uh, Something really beautiful comes out of it, and uh, uh, for example, um, my favourite flower photograph mightn't make it into the book because it um, didn't speak to Kirsten with her words, or um, <laughs> uh, oh no, <laughs> uh, look, those sort of things happen when you do when you work in collaboratively, aren't they? That you um, you have to let go of control to let the uh, the greater. Become really, really special in it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and achieve that consensus, mm-hmm. right? Um, and let each person express their own opinions, and then, um, and then working around some of those to figure out how, uh, you know, and uh, and how you can compromise. Because that's another thing that we talked about. So one of the things that we that I wrote down in is mindset when you're talking about mindset during a collaboration, because you can start a collaboration right like you can weigh out the pros and cons you can start the collaboration but it's in the doing of it that makes it successful and i would say as a coach it's all in your mindset about how you each you each approach it whether or not it's actually going to be successful and so if you can compromise with each other, right? Be curious about what, what what each other's thinking, what kind of other ideas that, you know, the other has and how um, maybe some, something, an idea that someone has that is initially you kind of want to write off. Like, oh, no, I don't like that. Give it a minute. Let, take the time. Think about it. Maybe it's really amazing and you're not giving it a chance. So it's that it's, you know, being flexible and, and compromising in that way. Right. Um, also part of that is patience and tolerance for the other person and their own experiences that they're bringing. So it's all of those wrapped up. So there's more, yes,
1: we're going to say, I was just going to say, um, uh, in that art of compromise and patience and tolerance, A bit of time helps me personally, and this is something I'm happy to share. That uh, often people say something to me and it triggers me, and uh, my immediate reaction is, No, go away, I'm not interested in that. And uh, uh, a wall comes up, and then over time, I let it, I think about it, and like, and once I can get beyond. What it, what it was that maybe has triggered me, uh, and come back with it. I, I can then think of it and go, oh my god, really that was a really really good idea. And uh, uh, so much of um, collaborating is it's like brainstorming, isn't it? You've got to throw out all of these beautiful ideas, and we need to be uh, initially non-judgmental about them. Uh, we need to throw them all out there, let them sit let them ruminate, let them um, mature and allow the good ones to surface. Um, Because if our our mindset is no, that's no good, that's not going to work, the collaboration isn't going to grow and uh, unfold, is it, Brie? We'll get stuck um, without any compromise or without that sort of positive thinking about things.
0: For sure. And I think two things that I like to do – um, one is, I say yes. Let me think about that. Right? Like I love saying yes to things because um, because I don't really know. Uh, versus, I'm just saying versus saying no because no is like done, final. That's it. I'm not entertaining the idea. And even like a maybe, um, or if we even feel like uh, if if like immediately when you were like uh, Hey, let's, I wonder if there's a way to collaborate. I was like, maybe. And then when we started talking more, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that didn't come to later. (laughs) um, And then, and then I was like, yes, like then we got to know each other a little bit. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. Like, and, and so we give it a, we give it an opportunity and we give it chance, right. To kind of, um, to kind of be something, but I don't think I would have gotten to that point if I didn't come with some curiosity. And I think the curiosity for, um, for all kinds, for other people's ideas, uh, for other, just other people and, um, and, uh, all kinds of, and, and, you know, and they're and their experiences, right? Being curious to me is such a huge, uh, my like a, a, such a beneficial mindset to be in because it helps me see things in such a different way that I'm more open and not closed off. And that is how I like to approach so much of what I do is just with some curiosity. And so along with that comes with questions, right? If you, if, if during a collaboration, if you're curious and you're going to be asking questions, right? Instead of going, well, I expected that. Want to ask him, ask questions, right? Like, well, what do you think about this? Or what, you know, I wonder, you know, what did, what prompted you to, you know, say, uh, you know, that or uh, whatever, whatever it is. But if you come with questions that could get answered, then you will, your ideas will, I think ideas will meld a little bit, better because the other person or people will know that you are actually genuinely interested, right? Which is what you were saying, being genuinely interested in what the other person has to say.
1: Yeah, it's about being curiously curious, isn't it? Like a, um, <laughs> totally being in uh, exploratory, wonder what happens. I wonder if so much as uh, asking that, that, that question, wonder what would happen or what would it be like or what could we do? Uh, one of my favourite sayings, and I, I think I've mentioned it on previous episodes, is uh, trust the process. Yes. That um, when we're working collaboratively, we do have to, to trust that both of us, uh, well, we're talking about Bree and I here, uh, we have to <laughs> trust that the, um, we're heading in a good direction and we both know that each other has uh, good things at heart and that we want to do the best that we can uh, in our collaboration. So, uh, trusting each other. Uh, and also I think not only it's a matter of trusting, uh, the process, trusting each other, but it's also trusting ourselves, isn't it? Uh, that, uh, if we have a, a niggle, we need to speak up and, and to mention it or to talk about it, um, uh, to ask those questions that are, are worrying us and even to propose, uh, those impossible dreams or those goals we talked about last time. Uh, <laughs> but what if, what what could happen? And uh, uh, there's so much there, isn't there, about trust is an uh, uh, amazing thing. Yes. And,
0: and I love that word niggle. It's not something I say, but, but what that is, what that is, is it's having like, it's a little tickle in your mind, right? That says, Hmm, I'm thinking something right. And, and having some self-awareness about your thoughts and your emotions in the whole process is, can be really beneficial. Right. And so, um, and so, cause some of the, the, a lot of the work I do is having that awareness and showing my clients, you know, sitting with my clients and helping them have some awareness about what's going on. Cause so many times we're like, well, I have something tickling in my brain. Like I, there's something that maybe is bothering me or something going on, but we don't necessarily know how to express it. And sitting with yourself and maybe even writing the things down and really having some awareness of what is going on for you and, and even being able to express your, uh, the emotions, right? Cause some of us are very emotional and we're like, yes, this is, this is what it is. I've got worry. I've got whatever, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, but some of us don't necessarily know exactly how to express that. So being able to f- sit with yourself and figure that out. And then also using that to communicate um, with the other person and with your own self, right? Like you talked about, trusting yourself. So, th- but, but I think the trusting yourself starts with having awareness of what is happening in your own mind so that you know how to express that to the other person, right? With the communication. So you have to be able to do it with yourself in order to express it with someone, you know, to somebody mm-hmm. else, right? It's all starts, it all starts internally. And so if you can come at that with, uh, if you can come at these collaborative, um, Uh, endeavors with a really healthy mindset um, using all these using all of these different tools that we talked about um, and uh, being able to uh, I think I think coming at that with all using all the tools it'll be you'll be really successful because in the eventuality that it's going to end then you can walk away saying I did, I, I approached the collaboration in a way that I was really happy with, right? And, and knowing that even if it, if it doesn't end in the way that you expect that you still you still came at it in the best way possible right which is how i that's how i want to be in this collaboration len so see we're learning I don't stuff it about
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's the thing <laughs> eventually like we'll st- My hope is that we'll still be friends, but I believe eventually it will end, which is why we had the conversation from the beginning, right? Yes, exactly. Absolutely, Right. About how it was going to end, right? Because I don't have any like grandiose ideas that we're going to do this podcast until we're both dead. And so, so, and, and, and I would like to, you know, I'd like to have time and space to go do other things as well, as I'm sure you would like to. So these things do end. And so when you can approach, when you can approach anything with a really healthy mindset, then you can be really proud of how you came at it, right? Mm -hmm. So that you can be happy with how with, with your portion of your contribution. And, and even if someone else doesn't necessarily perform how you expect, <laughs> you could still be happy with you.
1: So, yes. And, uh, that's a, a fantastic thing to do, isn't it? Um, uh, talk about that and actually have it out there. Uh, I really loved it. And while you were talking there about that idea of sitting with yourself, mm-hmm. and if you are having, um, those, uh, Feelings, sitting with those feelings, Uh, so often we actually bury ourselves in um, action to uh, hide ourselves from our feelings and uh, often when we have those feelings we need to sit with them, identify what it is that's actually happening and why and uh, the the things that are triggering them and actually then work out uh, ways of dealing with them or, or finding solutions with them it right. really raises that last question isn't it Brie, is what happens when it doesn't work out yeah. uh, and uh, how do we go about handling it when things don't turn out as we as we hoped
0: um, because because if it ends right when it ends it's either gonna end one of two ways one you're happy with it and you don't really need to talk about that do you like Yay! It's over. Success, oh, Well, no, right? I don't
1: agree with that. We need to celebrate that it ends in style. Oh well, in, um, yes. Style.
0: I mean, I mean, like the, the, the success, the success, and that's the feeling right. of accomplishment isn't like Absolutely. that's not really something that you have to like dig into and really try and piece apart, right? Um, but what if it doesn't turn out the way you expect? I hope that doesn't happen for us. <laughs>
1: Oh well, it's obviously not because we're both so right. excited by it, and it's um, True, it is turning really. out so beautifully. But True just story. say it wasn't, Brie. What could we do if um, um, uh, it isn't turning out before we get to that? Oh, it's time to end it. And, um, I'm sure there's a lot of things we could do to to sort that out, couldn't we?
0: Well, the first, sure. And the first one is going back to communication, having excellent communication in the whole process is really going to be one of the, one of the main, uh, uh, keys for success. Right. And even if there's some sort of conflict that arises that one of you thinks, oh, this can't be, I got to step away, right. Being able to have those tough conversations without any of the drama is so, it can be so tricky to do, but it's so, so healthy and good for the collaboration. Because if you can do that, maybe you can turn it around and have a successful collaboration, right? But sometimes, even though you, like, like, uh, let's say, well, I don't wanna use us as an example, right? But let's say you're having a collaboration. <laughs> good. Hey! Yeah, no! No! Because that would jinx us, right? No! No jinxing. Right? That's right.
1: Touchwood.
0: <laughs> We're passionate of, about our passions, and we want to keep doing that's this. That's exactly right. So, so, um, but if so, there's a really great book. I didn't put this in the notes, but because I just thought of it, there's a really great book. It's called Oh shoot! Um, now I feel old. It is called of,
1: Why are you Thinking About Oh of darn that? it! <laughs> uh, uh, conflict resolution's really gone out of the wind lately, hasn't it? In, I, I noticed that um, people don't talk about it as much as they used to, but those beautiful I statements in conflict resolution, um, uh, when you do this, I feel this, um, uh, are really, really helpful, aren't they? And actually owning rather than blaming other people. And one of the, when you study Conflict resolution. It's very much about owning the feelings that we were talking about before and not blaming the other person for them and then um, explaining why they're triggering you. And uh, uh, that's one of the big takeaways I've got from conflict resolution. Did you remember the name of that book, (laughs) Brie?
0: Yes, yes. But I, but yes, it's called Crucial Conversations. And we've actually used this with our kids, right? To be able to. Um, To be able to sit down with someone else and have a conflict, I'd have a conversation that, um, could be feel like you're having a conflict, but being okay with the, dis- it's really about being okay with the discomfort of having a difficult conversation. And, um, that is a really excellent book for anyone that's interested in, and, and I think it's a helpful, it's been helpful for us in parenting. Um, it's helpful for me to, you know, um, dealing with, you know, other relationships. And here's the one thing I want to say, Len, because I'm going to, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna totally disagree with you. Okay. So <laughs> now he's laughing. He's like, "Wait, what are you saying?" Um, no one, and this is this is one of the huge things that is so hard to manage in relationships because a collaboration is a relationship. It's hard to manage in a relationship. Understanding that there is nothing that someone else can do that can make us feel a certain way. And so this is what I help my clients understand is when someone does something there's they we it we don't feel upset from the thing that they do. It's all about it's all coming from what we're thinking. It's a hundred percent about our brains and what we are thinking about it. Right. And we make, if, if, uh, if someone says something, so this is not a collaboration, but someone that critiqued one of my, um, gave me some feedback, uh, that was less than positive on one of my images recently, And it was, it was unprovoked. So I didn't ask for it, but, and, and I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it because I separated myself. I didn't make it mean that my image was, you know terrible, right? I could separate myself and go, Oh, that person has an opinion. And so if we can separate ourselves from other people having opinions, and that's totally fine, then they get to do that. Right. And we can also not make whatever they're saying means something really terrible about ourselves. Right. Um, and understanding that everyone has their way of thinking and their version of what happened, and that's okay, then we can then we can have a little bit of a a a, a little bit more healthy conversation. I'm doing all these things with my hands. If you're watching on YouTube, right? Stop! <laughs> I'm a hand talker. <laughs> I hope you can't hear it in the microphone. I just touched it. Um, but if that will really help us manage the, what if it doesn't work out? Because that's what, that is the one thing that will happen is someone, someone will do something that we think is causing a big problem. And it's really just their side of the story. And if we can separate it, if you're having that come talk to me, (laughs) come talk to me, I will help you. I will help you piece it out. Truly. Um, because if we can separate ourselves and understand that we approach we approach the collaboration with a really healthy mindset and the other people get to think and feel and do whatever they want to do and that doesn't mean anything terrible about us then we can move on without any of the negative feelings or the drama or any of those things that would, that would create like hard, hard, bad feelings. Other people get to do those things if they want to. But I know for me, like Len, if this ever happened, shoot, I can't say it. It jinx me. We can, this will never, this will never happen in a bad way. Talk about someone else. (laughs) <laughs> right. But if like, okay, so, uh, so um, if I have a relationship with someone, I'm talking about like friend relationship or a sister relationship that may or may not have happened, but they can say something to me and have their own story about what's happened in the communication. And I don't have to make that mean anything about me or who I am, because I already know that I'm awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I already, and I, I, I can be proud of how I, how I approached everything. And, um, and I can have a, a lot of peace with, with that, um, with that, you know, in that attitude. Does that make sense?
1: Uh, it definitely does. And, uh, uh, so much goes on in our own minds, doesn't it? And, uh, yeah. becoming powerful with our own mind is, uh, one of the keys to success. And uh, uh, it is, it's is—it's fascinating, Brie, that we always come back to what's going <laughs> on in our mind when we're talking True. about creativity. Uh, and this is what we both are interested in is the mind games that we have to play to be creatives. No matter what it is that we're producing, uh, so much is about attitude, um, so much is about understanding other people. and. Uh, um, Reframing how our actual mind works is a a very very important part of that, and uh, uh, we actually don't agree. We we don't disagree on those things. We actually totally agree on that. And uh, uh, one of my I, I keep learning this lesson throughout my life is that. We can both have the same experience, but we both have different memories about what it is, and we think different things. And um, we could be looking at the same artwork or experiencing the same um, band perform the same um, piece, and we come away with totally different sets of emotions and thoughts and feelings. And uh, 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 accepting that is is very much a part of it, isn't it? Yeah, so true. Uh, acceptance is a. have written it in big in capitals there <laughs> collaborations um it really is about acceptance um and accepting the other person's ideas accepting the a, a common path a, a common goal um and uh working together and allowing things to happen uh it's obviously we need to force things to happen too. Like uh, let's meet on, on this time at this day and get together and work on it. Uh, and the acceptance is, well, um, we're not too sure exactly what's going to happen at that time, but uh, I'm going to allow it to happen and uh, not force it into something that it isn't meant to be. in. Mm.
0: Yes. Fascinating. And And I think the last thing we should mention is, remember all these people that we want to collaborate with, we are all so passionate about what we do. And that's what makes it such a beautiful experience, right? Oh,
1: yes, <laughs> very much so. And, you know, uh, Brie and I are always talking about loving what we're doing. And uh, um, when we do these collaborations, we, we want them to be fun and enjoyable, don't we? And uh, to be yes. a wonderful experience. And, um, having giggles and laughs and, uh, making things happen is very much part of it, isn't it?
0: Yes. So hopefully that is, um, this conversation was helpful for all of you. If you are thinking about a collaboration or currently working on a collaboration, which I hope you are, um, because it really is such a beautiful thing. So Len, what a wonderful conversation about collaboration. i'm inspired to do more (laughs) yes i'm i really am inspired to do more and i did reach out to people um to i I posted on my Insta story and asked about collaborations so many people were i said this before so many people were so positive i really am looking forward to doing more so we do have
1: recommended highly recommended aren't they
0: Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. And I'm thinking about who else I can collaborate with and how it might happen. So, so here's our questions for y'all because I can only live in Texas, so I can say y'all, um, (laughs) which means you all for anyone around the world. Okay. So it's y'all. Would you benefit from a collaboration? the answer is yes. (laughs) Unless you want to be, unless you're one of those people that just really wants to fly solo and that's okay too. So, and if you would benefit from a collaboration, what could you collaborate on? Let your creativity flow. Like just let your mind wander, right? Talk to all kinds of people, see what could, what could the possibilities, what kind of possibilities there could be and who could you collaborate with? And if so, how would you introduce that idea. You could be like Len and just message me and say, I wonder if there's a collaboration that could be done. Why not? Right? What do you have to lose? Really nothing, right? Isn't that what you were saying before we got on this conversation, Len? Really, we don't have much to lose just by asking the question.
1: So, And uh, uh, it's only time is the investment, isn't it?
0: Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I doubt the other person is going to say, that's a terrible idea. So, and if they do, (laughs) that's not the person you want to collaborate with. So move right on. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Exactly. Move right
0: on. Someone says no, move right on. (laughs) (laughs) So we invite, um, we invite all of you to keep the conversation about your creative passions flowing by engaging other people in conversation. And also with us, you can email us at create at a creative affair podcast.com. And just by way of information for y'all, as a certified life coach, I actually specialize in helping other creatives become more satisfied with their work. Ooh, that's so fun. And I help you overcome, I help others overcome creative blocks and achieve big goals. So you can head to my website at www.creativeminds.com coach.com to read how I've uh, done some of these things myself, or you can schedule a discovery call to chat in person with me. Um, And I can tell you all about a 10 week program I have that can help you achieve your creative dreams. How about you, man?
1: Well, Brie, as you know, I really love this creative collaboration that we are creating today. (laughs) A few creatings there. Uh, For one, I found a gorgeous new friend to talk to. Bree, you are so gorgeous. Our conversations are amazing. They're inspiring, and I just love them, and I get excited um, knowing that the next one's coming up. Uh, I love that we can flirt and laugh and enjoy our time together. The whole thing is just so, so uplifting. Uh, I'm also so excited that already we're planning season two together and uh, that is exciting in in (laughs) itself. And uh, did you know that some of these book collaborations we just talked about are in the publication pipeline? Uh, Lens Journal is my own publishing house and I invite you to stop by there and have a look at the magazines and these books that we've been talking about. for you to buy and have a look at. And I do hope that some of you do. And uh, there's also a really cool newsletter there called Lens Journal Newsletter. And uh, you can sign up there and and follow my adventures in creativity and my other collaborations. (laughs) And you can do that at lensjournal.com. Well, as always, uh, links and, and uh, there's definitely going to be a link to that book in the show notes because uh, Brie, I'm going to have to buy that one and read that one. Uh, and thank you for that recommendation. They'll be in the show notes, uh, or you can, um, if you don't see them in your podcast reader, you can always visit us at our website, um, creativeaffairpodcast.com. Uh, uh So if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to subscribe or to follow us in your favorite app. And uh, we've also got uh, an Instagram uh, uh, account, so please follow us there, uh, a creative affair um, podcast it's called. Well, Bree, until next time, please enjoy... Uh, I'm jealous in a, in a happy and good way of your uh, other collaborations and adventures that you may have uh, until we meet again. I have so much fun with your gorgeous photography, um, your beautiful art and your full wonderful life and uh, all the various creative impassions that inspire us at all. And uh, I, I wish you the listeners uh, the same. And well, for now, It's time to say goodbye.
0: Ah, sad. Goodbye, everyone.